Welcome to the Colander Medical Radio Show with Dr. Brian Colander, MD. Dr. Colander is a board-certified internal medicine physician who specializes in the assessment and treatment of artery disease. His medical practice is dedicated to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are going to hear from Dr. Colander about his unique personalized concierge practice and his plan for revolutionizing healthcare. His vision focuses on preventing the events that lead to all the catastrophic diseases of our time. Dr. Colander will explain to us about how and why we develop chronic systemic disease and the course we ought to take to prevent it. To find out more about how to avoid diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart attack and stroke, stay tuned and we'll be right back after this short break. Welcome to another edition of the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also explain the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're encouraging you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Dr. Colander, welcome back. It's always good to hear from you. And what's the latest news on prevention? What are we, what are we doing wrong here that we're, we're still not getting treated for COVID? Well, Amory, you know, we do talk about prevention. That's our wheelhouse. And we want to make sure that people understand that it's possible to prevent chronic illnesses. And we're not going to prevent COVID but early treatment of COVID is very important. And just like our system does not recognize the opportunity to prevent heart attacks and strokes by recognizing chronic disease at its earliest possible point and addressing it aggressively, there's no talk in our country about aggressively managing early stages of COVID when people get it. And you've said this to me multiple times that there's nothing to do. And you keep asking me, well, what do I do for patients so that people can learn what's available to them? And I think that's what we need to talk about more. Um, and I'll say what brought this on today is I'm learning about some other doctors who are relegated to some fringe, you know, online uh, social media networks because they've been canceled by YouTube and Facebook because their views are quote unquote controversial. But really when I saw these guys talk, they're saying what we've been saying for a year on our show. So the list is that basically covering prevention and, um, and starting early. If you do get the disease, if you do come down with COVID jumping on it right away, as far as treating it, that's exactly it. The idea is don't sit around pray to get better and then end up in the hospital when you're critically ill, which is what's happening in our country. All you hear about in the news is how unvaccinated people are clogging up emergency rooms. And the reality is whoever got COVID, whether they're a Delta variant breakthrough or a new infection, there's opportunities on day one and two, like the day of identification, the day someone learns they have COVID, to call somebody, a doctor, and be put on a program that may improve their course so they don't have to end up in the hospital. 
Now, therein lies the problem, because let me tell you about the real life out there with real people trying to get to see real doctors. It is not happening. When you want to go and see your primary care physician, there's somebody waiting outside to let you through. And you have to answer 10 or 15 questions about, have you been around anyone with COVID? Have you had a fever? Have you had this? Have you had that? That's before you even get into the waiting room. And maybe you get to see them if you're lucky enough to say why you have to be there. And that appointment you're talking about is eight days away. Yeah, if you're lucky. If, if you're right. lucky. So that you just end. So now because doctors have been shamed or they've been made to feel that the things that we do and I want to say the things that these other doctors who are quite respected in their fields are recommending, again, the same things I've been telling the listeners for a year. Um, these are things that are really being d uh, discouraged in the medical community. And they work and they keep people out of the hospital. So I'm, I'm not quite getting as to why, why they're discouraging these treatments. Well, because... We're using hydroxychloroquine. We're using supplements. We're using um, ivermectin. Um, so these are things that most conventional or traditional doctors are not used to using because they're stuck in what's covered by insurance. Plus, if you're wearing these blinders of I only know what to do if insurance covers it or I only know what the FDA tells me to do, then you're not going to go out on a limb and it's not really going on a limb, but you're not going to take the extra stuff for your patient. You're not going to be a little more inquisitive to learn what to do. So what's, what's happening out there? Who's going to pick up the slack? Because I feel as though all these patients that are sitting at home don't have, they have a very slim chance of getting an appointment to get in to see their doctors. So if they suddenly don't feel well, maybe have a fever, who knows how many people have a thermometer, well, and, and don't feel well, and then maybe call their doctor, the chances of getting in are pretty slim. Well, that's why you asked me to do this show, is to let people know what they can't learn from their doctor. And unfortunately, what people cannot learn from their doctor is how to prevent or manage. We're not preventing COVID. I stop saying that. But how to manage on day one a basic viral illness that does respond to some early treatment. And if you start early, you've got a good chance to stop someone from becoming critically ill and requiring hospitalization. So rather than doing telemedicine and encouraging patients to stay at home and not call and not come in and not see their doctor because they're doing a very good job of alienating the patient population, then what's the patient to do? Just sit and wait until they get worse and have to wind up in the hospital and eventually wind well, up on a ventilator? Let's talk about that next segment because we're running out of time, but... You know, we've just got to emphasize that early management of chronic diseases, early identification of diseases that can be prevented is not being recognized within the traditional system. And now it's causing all kinds of problems with COVID. And it's a shame. Well, the question is, what's the average patient to do? But we're going to have to talk about that on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show. And if you are interested in finding out more about today's topic, or why you should be engaging with a concierge practice, please only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD. 
board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Collender is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also explain the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of the major diseases of our time. For more information, we're encouraging you to only call Dr. Collender directly at 866-COLLENDER. Dr. Collender, let's come back to talk about what's going on with patients who are not being adequately treated by their doctors. Not even close. Well, I thought we should tie in the opportunity to early manage COVID along with the opportunity to prevent heart attack and stroke because they're part and parcel of the same thing. Right. Doctors are not being trained to prevent heart attack and stroke, and doctors have no guidance about what to do with COVID when their patient calls them and they're positive and, and symptomatic. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. You figured it out. You're an MD. You're an internal medicine specialist. So how did you figure it out? None of your patients went into the hospital. I keep coming back to this over and over again. If you figured it out, the rest of them can figure it out. Am I right or wrong? You're right. And the answer is a systemically broken healthcare system. And doctors are locked into a program that's run by insurance companies where all they know is what's billable, what gets them paid, and what drug is available that is covered by insurance. And in my world, most of what I do doesn't require, you know, so the newest, I mean, I use a lot of newer medicines, but I don't have to. I, you know, I use them because they're available, but we can get by without them. I'm using testing that's not covered by insurance because our insurance doesn't screen for disease. COVID, when, when my patients call me with that they're COVID positive and they're not feeling well, you know, that's not screening. It's okay, what do we do? All right, here's what we do. And this is not what is in the armamentarium of a traditional doctor. Um, so like for, you know, so anyway, your average, most of you are seeing a doctor who just doesn't utilize supplements or is afraid of using hydroxychloroquine because the FDA has said bad things about it or a lot of negative things are on the internet about it. They're afraid to use ivermectin because a lot of negative press is being put on about it by, you know, on the internet depending, or TV. And these are drugs that do help mitigate symptoms in people. Plus, now the monoclonal antibodies are available. And if you're able to be directed to get monoclonal antibody therapy early, that's a game changer and keeps you out of the hospital. Yeah, I'm just wondering what your answer is to the fact that in certain buildings, they have someone sitting at a desk screening everybody before they get into the doctor's office with a questionnaire and they take your temperature. Now, if you're coming to see a doctor because you feel as though you might have COVID and you've got some symptoms, what do they do then? Turn you back at the stairwell and say you're not getting in? Well, I'll be honest. I'm treating most of my COVID patients over the phone. You know, they're not coming in. Um, I see them a week or two later, you know, just to see how they're doing. But on the day that they're sick, it's a phone call. Well, so, how do you diagnose COVID then? How do you diagnose Positive it? test. Okay, you know, so they, they have get classic, a test. classic symptoms mm -hmm. and a positive test. And then I go, okay, here's your supplements that you need. Here's your script for hydroxychloroquine. 
I ask them if they're willing to take ivermectin. Yes, here's a script for ivermectin. Um, and then I want them to call me every day. So I've got three to five supplements, depending on the person. Um, again, I'm going to tell everyone what they are because they need to have them because they're not going to hear about it anywhere else. So we use vitamin D3, and they need to take 5,000 units of vitamin D3 at least. Frankly, most people should be taking 5,000 units of vitamin D3 every day because we've learned that people who walk in the hospital with a higher vitamin D3 level walk out. Interesting. So it's important to supplement your vitamin D3 and don't assume you're getting it by sunlight. Make sure you're taking a supplement. Ask your doctor for a, a level when you go see your doctor. Um, you should be taking zinc because we learned COVID doesn't like zinc. And you could be taking quercetin. Quercetin is a natural anti-inflammatory. You could also take vitamin C, two to 3,000 milligrams a day. So I'm not a big vitamin C fan, but it certainly won't hurt to take some vitamin C. So I give my patients, you know, the, here's the list of supplements. Frankly, most of them are already taking these. And then here's your script for hydroxychloroquine and a Z-pack because that was what was in the Henry Ford study. And then if they want ivermectin, then I'll prescribe them ivermectin. And that's what's kept people out of the hospital. Now, let's say someone called me now and said, hey, I'm not, still not doing that well. I would send them to get monoclonal antibody therapy. Where do they get that? Well, that's a great question because that's not being marketed on the news. You know, mm -hmm. like you can watch the news and all they sh shaming everyone into getting a vaccine. Again, I'm pro-vaccine. It's complicated, but in general, I'm pro-vaccine. Um, and that's not the full answer. Really, the shame of all these hospitals being overblown and the ICU units being full and the, and the nurses being stressed out is that we're not stopping people from going to the hospital by treating them on day one of their diagnosis. That's not happening. So now you can go to many clinics around the state and get an infusion of monoclonal antibody therapy, and that's a game changer. And if people were... Okay, if, wait a minute, back up. What do you mean by any clinic across the state? I mean, where, where would they start? Right, Is there so a 1-800 number or something? Mark's going to put this on the screen, and we'll have this on the live show. Um, but covid.infusioncenter.org. So um, covid.infusioncenter.org is um, a place where you can learn at least what place, what facilities around the area may be offering monoclonal antibody therapy. Again, you'd have to have a prescription from your doctor to get it, right? Not at these places. You I might, see. I mean, they have a process for getting it. So you mm -hmm. may have to you know, do a televisit with one of their doctors. I think that's all that you have to do is have a telehealth visit with one of their people um, and bring your positive COVID test. And the kicker is you've really got to be treated within 10 days. That's why it's really important to get actively involved with your doctor for um, in COVID early so that if some of these first-line therapies don't work, the supplements, the hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, 
you still have a little time to go and say, okay, I better go get a, a monoclonal antibody therapy and avoid being in the hospital and being one of these uh, statistics that we, they show us on the news all the time. So what do you think? It sounds like all these people listening and all the patients out there who may be unfortunate enough to come down with COVID have to have the knowledge that you're just imparting because they're not going to get it from their doctor. That's basically what you're saying. They're not getting it from their doctor in the same reason that they're not getting prevention recommendations from their doctors. So the doctors in this area are not well-versed or versed at all in managing prevention. And uh, we'll talk about that next segment a little bit. But having this information, you, what people have to do is ask their doctor, are you going to treat COVID if I get it? Good question. Absolutely. And if they're not, you got to shame them into treating COVID and give them my list. Hey, here's some things you can do. Right. And, and if they're not going to do it, you got to find another doctor. Just like you got to ask your doctor, Hey, are you going to try to prevent me from having a heart attack? What are you going to do? If they don't have an answer. Find another doctor. So for those listeners, I just want to say that if you do want to get this list or be refreshed on the list, do call 866-COLANDER, 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R, and someone in Dr. Colander's office will get that information to you. In the meantime, we're going to have to take a quick break, and you are listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show. If you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with a concierge practice, please only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also discuss the simple tests that are available and necessary, which help to prevent the major diseases of our time. For more information, we're encouraging you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Dr. Colander, let's come back and talk about what patients are not getting from their primary care physician. I think it's pretty shameful that people are just left out there to graze like sheep on the hillside. And if they do get COVID and the doctor's not letting you in, you're not being treated. So what happens in that gap? They stay at home till they get sick enough to go to the ER? And by then, they miss the window to get, um, they miss the window to get uh, monoclonal antibody therapy. And so when they show up in the ER, they're sicker. Yeah, we're sicker. That's why they're right. winding so, up. And on, that's, why, on... that's why the hospitals are filled up, and that's why no one knows what to do. And it really isn't a question of vaccine or not vaccine. It's a question of there's no management of outpatient COVID therapy. Zero. And that's not on the news. That's not being talked about because that's not the agenda mainstream media wants you to hear. They just want to hear push the vaccine agenda. No talk about how to manage COVID on day one. Probably half of the people can avoid going to the emergency room. This is really pathetic. Well, you got a world of doctors out there that have no idea how to manage disease, and they are buying into the nonsense that they're hearing from the CDC, the FDA, Dr. Fauci, and the whole group. So, it's again, I've had no one go to the emergency room, and the only person that did 
was just felt they ought to go and they went and they admitted it was a mistake. They shouldn't have gone. Mm-hmm. Now that monoclonal antibody therapy is available for outpatient therapy, there's no reason not to be engaged with your doctor the very moment you have a positive COVID test. And even if your symptoms aren't bad, you should be engaging your doctor to start an appropriate regimen, even if it's just the supplements, and even have a script ready to go for hydroxychloroquine in case you need it, and then have directions to go get monoclonal therapy on the day that, you know, know when you're, when you can't go, like know when, you know, know when is it too late that you can't go, you got to go get that therapy. There's plenty of doses of this stuff out there. No reason not to get it. Uh, no reason not to get it as far as the patient's concerned, as far as the patient therapy, should they come down with COVID. But my question to you is, is it difficult to get prescriptions filled or get prescriptions for from your doctor, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and, and any of the other medications that you're using? Well, when your doctor is a fool, it is, you know, and doesn't want to recognize any opportunity to get engaged in your health. And when they just don't want to do anything and just say, hey, go to the emergency room, well, you need to leave that doctor. You know, so it's the same as the callers we get, Amory, on Thursday, asking us what to do with their CT calcium scores when they have disease and there's no program in place for prevention and they're frustrated. Right. In fact, we have a, a regular caller who wants to remain strictly anonymous on this one, went to his doctor to ask about CIMTs, which I think of as the most important test. And, you know, his West Bloomfield doctor is, you know, totally incompetent and unaware of how to manage prevention. So this and regular... diverted him away from the test. Right. And Di- so, totally diverted him away from and, the test. And this is what the rest of you are dealing with. Total unaware doctors of how to prevent disease. They're just not being trained to do it. They're not being paid to do it. And at your expense, at your health expense, and you walk away with a, um, you know, some idea that you're okay based on useless blood work. And now... I think that's the key because this particular friend slash patient told me the same thing oh, I've got all kinds of blood work and I'm being sent for this test and that test and a full body scan and they're going to know whether or not I have any heart disease. Well, unfortunately, I know his doctor and he's in the wrong place. But anyway, right. enough being said, we've, we've said this kind of thing in general many times. It's possible to prevent disease. People are not being trained on how to do it. And... The same thing is going on with COVID. It's possible to manage it early and hopefully avoid emergency room visits, but it isn't going to happen if, number one, you don't call your doctor, and number two, your doctor doesn't do anything to help you. And it's, number- pretty through, it's pretty difficult to get through, I'm here to tell you. I mean, when you call the doctor's office, you get the front desk, and then you're put through a questionnaire of, you know, 10 questions to see whether or not you've been exposed to COVID or think you might have COVID. And then I don't even know how you get an appointment after that. Well, you would know because you're going to an office like that. Yeah, but I'm skilled <laughs> so, enough to right, know how to get yeah. around. <laughs> but I mean, I'm telling you, it's it's a challenge. I, I don't know what's going on out there, I'll be honest, because I'm not running in that world. But it's, you know, if you, nowadays it should be, I have COVID, hold on, here's you're on the hotline. 
so that we can give you some instructions so you can hopefully, you know, manage this and stay out of the hospital because there's a ICU bed crisis. Uh -huh. There's a nursing shortage crisis. There's a hospital bed crisis created by our hospital systems. They've shrunk their beds down, which we talked about last week. So would you say the primary care physicians are looking to avoid treating active patients with COVID, active COVID patients? I can't speak for other doctors. But All, it seems this is the way it seems. It sure seems. seems that way. And it, ju it just seems like people have nowhere to go and nothing to do. And again, this is why we're talking about it on a prevention show, because it mirrors prevention. There's no one treating prevention or, or trying to. And there's no one taking an active role in the beginning of the COVID process should you become exposed. And it's, it's mildly infuriating. And there's one other thing we got to talk about, which is what if you want to get a prescription that on CNN they're telling you is no good? What's so, that? What, what are you talking about? Well... One of my patients and her husband, they're both patients, they're flying out of the country and they wanted to have an armamentarium in case they came across COVID. So they asked me for a prescription for ivermectin. Of course, I'm going to write it. Right. So I call their big box pharmacy. I promise not to name any names, but I called the big box pharmacy and I learned that the prescription was not going to be filled. So Why not? I, Is that a dangerous drug? Ivermectin has been used forever. It's got 50 years of use behind it. And there's a lot of data supporting its use in COVID. And there's a lot of data that's equivocal in its use for COVID. I would put it in the category of it's not going to hurt you. Um, it's not for everybody. So as a doctor, I've got to be careful who I prescribe it to. But for the people that it's appropriate for, I'm going to say, you know, generally younger, healthier people, um, younger meaning, you know, under 75, then it's a tool to help possibly prevent or mitigate symptoms if people get COVID. Possibly. I got to say possibly. So the pharmacist, I learned, not the big box pharmacy, it wasn't their policy. The individual pharmacist chose not to fill the script because they felt it wasn't indicated. And I, I mean, I'm just mystified about how that could even happen because the doctor writes the prescription based on being a medical diagnostician, doctor, board certified MD. And how does a pharmacist try to overrule what the doctor's writing the prescription for? I mean, that's absolutely absurd and ridiculous. So not only does the patient have to interview their doctor, are you willing to take a role in prevention? Are you willing to treat COVID if I get it? You've got to interview your pharmacist. Are you going to fill the prescriptions that my doctor writes if I get sick? Mm. And I'm flabbergasted. I really can't believe this happened. And this isn't like I'm writing a narcotic, which I, this happens for narcotics, and I understand that. Mm -hmm. But not for ivermectin for a pandemic. Yes, exactly. It's unbelievable. Well, let's come back and talk some more about this on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show, and if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with a concierge practice, please only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. 
Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board-certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also talk about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we encourage you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. And before we get back to asking Dr. Colander some more questions on this final segment, I'd like to say to all you listeners, Dr. Colander has a weekly show Thursdays at 7 p.m. And he welcomes listeners and patients to call in if you have questions. So make a note of that show and tune in if you want to talk to the doctor directly. That's 7 p.m. on Thursdays. Dr. Colander, let's come back to what's missing for all of us as patients in the lifeline of prevention. What are we supposed to do to get out of this mess? Well, I think we should summarize what the listeners need to do about COVID first because that's what we talked okay. about. Then move into prevention for heart attack and stroke prevention. So firstly... You need to make sure your doctor is going to treat your COVID when you get it and not just tell you to wait and then go to the emergency room if you can't breathe. That's number one. Well, that's pretty horrible. If your doctor won't do it and you don't bring your doctor to this list that I've given and are they willing to at least prescribe these medicines, you got to find another doctor. Number two, I can't believe it, but you got to question your pharmacist if they're going to fill the drugs for COVID if you get COVID. And if not, I recommend that you go to an independent pharmacist. As Where opposed, do you find an independent pharmacist? They're around. We're not selling them. So, so but no, but I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, you can't just go not, to like Rite Aid, CVS, whatever. No, no, because this is what we're talking about. A big box pharmacist decided, oh, I'm not going to fill ivermectin because I don't think it's indicated. Well, who the hell are you? I do. That could, that, but that could just be that pharmacist. It is, I mean, but... That's why you've got to find out at the pharmacy that you go to, are they going to back you up? Yes. And if the answer is no, go leave before you get sick. And I hate to say this, all this talk about certain drugs that we're using off-label, like ivermectin gets a lot of negative press now because it's being used off-label. Guess what, people? Most drugs are being written off-label. They're not being written for the exact reason that they've been indicated for. Mm -hmm. That's the world. I use a lot of drugs off-label. That's how it is. Mm -hmm. That's how you get around paying 500 bucks a month for something that you can get for $5 a month. Mm -hmm. You use something off-label. So, and the measure is if it works. Of course, of course. That goes without saying. So, And let me just say this about that before you go any further into this. The benefit for people in your practice is that your appointments are an hour long. And you're available 24-7. You're taking phone calls all over the weekend. Doesn't matter if it's 10 o'clock at night. If patients have a turn in their health, they can literally text you and be answered right back. That's not the way the rest of us live in primary care. Well, we don't have that exposure. We don't have a doctor who's going to say, well, how do you feel tomorrow? You start your medication on Friday. Call me back on Saturday and let me know how it's going. That doesn't happen in the real world in America. That's what has to happen in a preventive medicine practice. That's the practice is built around that. So we don't, you know, we're not worried about insurance. We do have a fee for joining the practice. The fee covers a lot of the testing that we do. 
so that it's all like one baked in price um, to cover your preventive services. And that's kind of how I run this practice. But so, you're also doing more extensive blood tests and you're also doing testing that's not generally available in most other doctors right. offices. So that's all that's what I'm so that's all included. So to me the most important thing I do is this CIMT test which identifies the state of your vascular health of your arteries that we use to follow over time. And that's a very important piece of information that is objective. It's sometimes blood work although the labs we do are innovative um, they're in anti-inflammatory in nature, um, and they predict outcomes. Sometimes they don't give us the real answer, and we need to see something that's measured, and that's what's great about CMT. It's a measurement of the layer of your artery where activity occurs. So I look at that as a visual representation of your vascular inflammatory state. Now, this is a very highly specified test, and I, I know that there are not that many doctor's offices or clinics where you can actually get the test done. I know one where you can't for sure. Where's that? It's <laughs> Doc in West Bloomfield. <laughs> well, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but the unfortunate thing, I don't know. I Quite honestly, I don't know why doctors don't all jump on and get this particular um, testing equipment because it's really very simple and, and very revealing, as you've mentioned many times. Fear. Fear of what? Fear of the unknown, fear of being a little different, fear of success maybe. And even though you'd say these are all things that sh every doctor should want to be, unfortunately, doctors are not trained to be out-of-the-box thinkers, although you think they should be. They are... Well, they have to be. They're diagnosticians. Um, That's what diagnostics is all about. It's digging deeper. It's doing what you do. You stick your nose in and you keep looking until you find anymore. something. Not anymore. Now it's about checking boxes. So doctors have been trained to be box checkers. And that's what the system is making people, box checkers. So if you're a box checker or your doctor's a box checker, you either want to find a new job or get a new doctor. Right. And, you know, we call everybody widgets. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not listeners anymore. You're widgets because I mean, really, you I feel are sorry for patients though. I mean, it's not, they, they're not, you know, it's they, their... they didn't go to medical school. Why do they have to know? Why do they have to be their own diagnostician? Well, if you're listening to this show and you're a regular listener and you haven't made some kind of effort to figure out where to go or call our number so we can either help you or direct you, then it's on you. You know, the system's broken you know, do I have plans to make things better? Yes. Am I going to? I don't know. But we're sure going to try. And, you know, we're working on bigger things than just telling you what to do. We're hopefully soon going to be able to give you something, um, you know, that you're not going to have to count on, you know, some of these incompetent doctors that we're referring to right now. So just take it out of their hands because they don't know what to do and they don't want to learn. And unfortunately... A lot of doctors feel the same way about some of these tools for managing early stage COVID. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to touch them, you know, for whatever reason. And you're Why guess, do they just want to pass the buck to the hospital? Is that it? If you get worse and if your fever gets worse and if you get sicker, just, you know, call an ambulance or go to the hospital and then the hospitals are going to get over flooded. And then the hospital is not really treating you. They're just waiting until you get put on a ventilator and it has a bad outcome. 
That's what all the messaging in the world is telling them to do. And there's no data or research telling them anything other than make sure your patients get vaccinated and here's what's going on in a hospital. There's no one except me and this Dr. McCullough I just found on, online telling people what to do. You know, so, you know, the people that are telling you what to do are being relegated to the fringe. We might be the most open media source of information, Amory, you and I, in sure. the country. I, I totally believe it. Everybody else has to go on, um, you know, rumble, you know, to yeah. get the message out. So you're, anyway, we'll keep telling you what to do. In the meanwhile, prevention is possible. And tune in to the show, live show on Thursday, if you want to talk to the doctor directly. Unfortunately, we're out of time, and that wraps it up for the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR, sponsored by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and again, I want to thank Dr. Colander for talking to us about taking charge of our health, being proactive, avoiding heart attack and stroke, and more importantly, what you can do to halt or reverse the process of chronic degenerative disease. It's never too late to start. For more information on today's show or to learn more about how you can engage with a personal primary care concierge practice, you can call Colander Medical directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you've become more aware of your options in preventing and reversing disease. Once again, you can reach out to Colander Medical at 866-COLANDER. And thank you for listening. <laughs>